Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast. This is the preview show. I'm Manu Feit, he's Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, how's it going? Uh, this is the final show of the week, a uh, week that's felt like it's been two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it does feel a bit like it's been like that. It's also just the beginning of the week of sorts for me because uh, I set yes, off yes, yes. on Saturday at um, crack of dawn um, to Germany and yeah, I'll be um, spending a lot of time in the country, a lot of games uh, this weekend. So yeah, very exciting. I'm sure I'll return a zombie um, as is always <laughs> the case with these media trips. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, this is back-to-back media trips for the Gegenpressing podcast slash Transfermarkt. Um, I guess as I return from Germany, you depart for Germany. Then you come back to Germany and then it's just a few weeks until we both go and actually visit our office in Hamburg. Uh, it's just how it goes, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might actually I'm, be a game there as well, if I'm not mistaken. There's there's rumors of a trip to, the, to Hamburg, uh, if I'm not mistaken, to, so... To the sad folks park, yeah. Maybe we can catch. Maybe we can catch a Shakhtar game and actually see a win for a change. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I guess um, we'll see. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm really looking forward to see um, what you impressions you bring back from the trip with Leverkusen. Um, it's going to be some really cool content, and obviously, you're going to see also a really, really good game, uh, Leverkusen against Union Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, a game that I had a hard time predicting, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, but yes, I, I I guess we need to dive into all of that. Um, let's do that after we get paid, shall we? Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Anyways, this episode of the Game Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports league is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. BetOnline remains your top spot for all your live betting actions and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, for your 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Um, yeah, as always, Stefan, this podcast, of course, brought to you in association with Get German Football News. Um, so kind of them every week to, to post our content and, and count our scores. I uh, just wanted to point that out. And yeah, let's, let's dive into it, shall we? Um, that first game on the weekend, Gladbach against uh, Wolfsburg. Um, I actually thought this is a really interesting fixture on so many levels um, between two sides 
that have come off some really interesting draws. Gladbach um, 3-0 up against Freiburg, threw that lead away for a 3-3 draw. Uh, Wolfsburg draw, we had a Bremen 2-2. Um, with all that in mind, I kind of had a hard time separating the two, which is why I went for a boring 1-1 draw right here. What do you think? Yeah, I've really struggled to separate these two teams as well, to be honest with you. Um, I saw a crazy stat that said that um, the last time Gladbach had this many points at this stage in the season um, was in 2010-11 when they avoided relegation via the playoffs. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's one way to look at it. You could also look at that 3-3 draw with Freiburg and the manner in which they kind of threw away a 2 goal lead. Uh, you know, John Sabatu picking up an injury has been very good from this season. And sometimes it just kind of feels like the foals are cursed this season. Um, and... But I think what might suit them quite well is that Wolfsburg have also kind of seen the kind of, what's the expression, you know, the wheels fall off the wagon, uh, so to speak. <laughs> um, you know, they've only picked up one win from five games on the road this season. And They've looked anything but convincing as well in recent games. They've been a real coupon buster for me in recent weeks. So um, I've gone for a 2-2 draw here because I think Gladbach will have more about them to at least compete in this game against a poor Wolfsburg side. But I'm not really willing to give them all three points just yet. And that was at a Gladbach side, by the way, uh, had Marc-André Terstegen making his uh, Bundesliga debut and Marco Reus emerging as a superstar. Um, nice the one that you just referenced that avoided yeah. relegation such a good uh, team it's depressing to think that I can actually remember writing about that season as well <laughs> Jakes that's <laughs> <laughs> a little while ago <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> getting there um, up next Bayern against Heidenheim <laughs> what do you think here Stefan how many goals Bayern gonna score yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what? I'm willing to give Heidenheim a bit more credit than some of other teams, <coughs> Bochum. Um, but, you know... Darmstadt. I, I, yeah, Darm, <laughs> sorry, Darmstadt's a better example. You're absolutely right. Um, no, the, Darmst the seven or eight. Uh, yeah, really Darmstadt does. recently, Bochum historically, shall we say. Um, yeah. But uh, I should speak more kindly of Bochum since they are hosting me this weekend. Um, but... Um, you know what, I mean, I think Heidenheim have been really good this season, been really impressed with them, uh, I like what they're doing, but, you know, this is Bayern at the Allianz Arena, and yeah. I've gone for a 3-1 win, um, and it's actually one of the few games this weekend where I didn't really struggle to come up with a result. Uh, I went to for a gazillion to zero. <laughs> you <You're> tempting <laughs> fate here with this bashing of Heidenheim. 5-0, um... I said 5-0. You know, it's kind of funny because they, they, it was a few years ago in the German Cup, I think, where Heidenheim almost toppled Bayern, right? That game went yeah. 5-4 after 120 minutes, if if I remember correctly. Um, so, you know, honestly, I think this is going to go one of two ways. And um, I, I went the Bayern are going to smash Heidenheim way. Um, either Bayern are going to convincingly dismantle this Heidenheim side or Heidenheim are going to walk away with something surprising. Really? I don't think there is two ways about this. Um, and because I think there's just a higher likelihood of Bayern just walking away with a huge win, that's what I went with. Uh, the question is though, is this going to be another Harry Kane hat-trick? 
Well, I mean, I've, I have predicted Barn to score three goals, so I guess he technically could. Um, and who else is going to score for him? Yeah, well, that's true. But, uh, As, you know, uh, I, having, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm not expecting Haydam to win this game by any means, but no. I, I have I, I, I have liked what they've been up to this season, so I'll stick up for them and say they'll get a goal. Okay. Uh, that's that's brave. Um, Augsburg against Hoffenheim. I, you know, Hoffenheim... Um, I thought they they played really well against Leverkusen last weekend. Um, Leverkusen were up two 0 Hoffenheim equalized it, have a massive chance to make it three two before Leverkusen then uh, scored a winner. Right, Hoffenheim are good, and I think they're going to win this game uh, in Augsburg, which makes it a little bit more difficult. But I still think they're going to win, and I went for a two one victory here to Hoffenheim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is another one that I really struggled with, to be honest. Um, Augsburg have looked really great under, yes, is it Torup or Throp? Have you th- agreed on Torp. anything yet? Torup. Torup. Um, Torup. Yeah, Torup. Yeah. We need Derek Ray on the show. He, he'll set us straight. Um, but, you know, they've got... He would. Two, <laughs> he, yeah, he absolutely would. Um, <laughs> two wins and a draw uh, so far under him seemingly turned things around overnight. Um but that draw against that one-one draw against Cologne did make me think there's still limitations to this Augsburg side. Yeah. Um, I have to kind of disagree with you slightly about Hoffenheim. I thought they definitely kind of you know they always they always pack a punch. There's no doubt about it with Hoffenheim, and they've got a great attacking talent in that team. Um, but I did feel like Leverkusen basically um, gifted them the first goal. The second goal was a kind of you know I I I just rab out of a hat trick really mm. nothing um, and I actually thought Hoffenheim looked really really average in the first half and I did kind of think hmm they, begin they to did tire. hit the post though just before the Leverkusen goal yeah for that's true yeah that's true um, I, 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 this is yet another game and I think there's quite a few of them this weekend where I'm really struggling to pull these teams apart so I've gone for a very eventful 2-2 draw very eventful 2-2 draw okay um, so then, my match of the week, this is Stuttgart against Dortmund. Um, one of the games that Dortmund will put on the calendar as, this is where we threw the title away last year, right? Remember when they were up late, 3-2, after being up earlier, 2-0, um, and then Stuttgart still equalized. And, you know, that's probably two points that they, one of the many two points that they threw away that uh, ultimately cost them the title. Um I had a really hard time predicting a result here, mostly because I think Stuttgart are due a rebound, but also I think that Dortmund um, are still going to want to show that that, that that result against Bayern, um, they want to get that behind them, right? Thought they yeah. were really good against Newcastle, we broke that down in the Champions League recap show. Um, and so I went back and forward and I ultimately settled on a 2-0 Dortmund win, but I don't think it's going to be a big Dortmund win, if you know what I mean, right? It's going to be one of those where Dortmund score and then they're going to hang on and then somehow get a second and, you know, it will look more convincing than ultimately was against a good Stuttgart side. Um, there were some rumors Sergio Gerasti could be back on the bench. Um, that Weird. looks now unlikely. Um, so, you know, that's, of course, another reason why I ultimately settled on a Dortmund win. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think if... Gerasi is back. It's not exactly going to be hundred percent fit, so uh, uh, it'd be limited uh, time and 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 contributions from him. Um, 
That's not to say that I think Stuttgart could still offer a really big punch in this game. Um, I'm I'm really intrigued to see how Dortmund play in this game, not just because you know the title race or maybe the lack of one and because yeah. of Dortmund, but also because I'm intrigued to see what type of Dortmund we've got here under Terzic. You know, they have been putting in, uh, you know, these decent pro- professional performances in the league so far this season. You know, they were unbeaten going up into that uh, game against Bayern. They were grinding out results. And if they're able to kind of go to Stuttgart, a good Stuttgart team, okay, they've had some wobbles in the last couple of weeks, but a team that have got plenty of firepower, um, if they're able to go there and grind out a good result after what happened against Bayern, you can understand why some Dortmund fans might think, look, we're not going to be Bayern twice this season, but if we win all the games we're expected to win, that's the, that's what gives us a chance of competing in the, champ- in the for the championship. Um, and this is exactly the kind of fixture that I think, even perhaps even more so than the game against Bayern, that really shows the character of this Dortmund team and really what they're capable of. Um so yeah, I, I've I've kind of gone along the same lines as you. I've gone for two one win for Dortmund, but I think it's going to mm. be a really really tight match. I'm going to try yeah. and watch this game. Uh, I'm probably on the train to Bochum when it's on, but I'll maybe catch it on my iPhone or something on the train. Uh, but yeah, definitely a good game to catch. Yeah, no, no, definitely. All right, so up next is Darmstadt against Mainz. What do you think here? This is another one where I've really struggled. Um, I've gone for a one one draw. Um, you know. Neither team has been particularly outstanding so far this season. Um, you know, mine's obviously bounced back slightly after last last weekend with the win, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I think you could probably choke that up to kind of not so much a new manager bounce, but uh, oh crap, we have to you know make up for the manager falling on his sword <laughs> bounce. Um, you know, the, the, as Matt I think mentioned on. Uh, Scribed on either the Monday show or the one before it, you know. Yeah. There was just so much goodwill and heartache and things about both fence and moving on. It wasn't as if the manager left and then the players suddenly felt a fresh lease of life, quite the opposite. Um, so I'm not really expecting Mainz to go from strength to strength here. It'd be an excellent opportunity for him to do exactly that because I think Darmstadt have looked very average so far this season. Um, but I, I just don't. I'm just not there yet with minds to think they've turned a corner. So yeah, I've gone for a one-one draw. Mm. I I I thought minds played quite well against um, Leipzig. As uh, a result, that that surprised me, and um, I actually think that you know both Svensson basically taking shouldering the responsibility for for this this terrible run and giving giving the bosses an opportunity to bring in a fresh voice because I don't think they would have done it right um, yeah. on their own. The loyalty towards Svensson was was too big here. Um, I think that was quite impressive and um, curious to see how Jan Seward will carry on with this team, right? I think Heidel has pretty much said that um, that if he does well, that he would, they would keep him. Um, yeah. And this is not wouldn't be the first time Mines have gone down that path, right? I mean, they have they have done this before with promoting from within. Um, I think that Mines are gonna just edge this game uh, with a two-one win. It's it's a little bit of a local derby game as well. Darmstadt, of course, on the outskirts of Frankfurt. Um, Mines on the outskirts of Frankfurt. Uh, one in in the Rhein, one in the Hessen. Um, but you know, I think that Mainz are just about to get the get the result here, get the win. 
um, which yeah. would be huge for them, right? Uh, really, really big for them. Can I oh. uh, can I interject briefly uh, yeah. with an interesting stat for you? Um, Go for it. Darmstadt hit the post or the bar six times uh, in their first ten matches of the league season, and only Bayern Munich can match that. Um, so maybe that goes to show how the 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 difference between Darmstadt having a good start to the season and a bad one, perhaps. Yeah, can you imagine they put those away? They would be in a way better position. Um, yeah, obviously Darmstadt too without head coach Lieberknecht, right? Um, yeah. Something that we need to mention, I think, um, some f- family issues with his wife. So um, all the best. Um, you know, just want to wish all the best over there. Um, all right. So next, you're going to this game, Bochum against Köln. So what are your thoughts here? Well, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, um, I don't think it's going to be a rambunctious barnstormer of a game. Um, you know, <laughs> the only team uh, who've scored fewer goals than Bochum in the league this season, if I'm not mistaken, are Cologne. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, it's not... Ex- let's just say, as we say from time to time, it'll be one for the purists. Uh, yeah, and which I is will why you're there. Those... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't... <laughs> Can't be one of the gig impressing. Uh, can't be a member of gig impressing without claiming that I've gone to Bochum, Cologne on a cold, windy night in November. Um, <laughs> so yes, I will be there. Uh, I'm really looking forward to. It. I'll be. I'll be probably spending a good eighty percent mm. of the time soaking up the atmosphere, the famous atmosphere at Bochum, uh, rather than what what's happening at the game. But uh, I do think Bochum will win this narrowly, and I've gone for a one nil win. Hmm, that's what I have. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it doesn't Cone. inspire. It doesn't inspire confidence, does it? It's amazing that that's a top spiel. Having said that, um, it is a Saturday night. It's November eleventh. You know what uh, that means in Cone, right? Um, coming of Carnival. Yeah, which is so funny because I mean, um, like the UK. November 11th um, in Canada is something very different than in Köln, whereas like a carnival night, right? And in, in Canada, and the, the, in Canada, it's Remembrance Day. I don't know if it's the same in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Very different, I guess, in, in, in Köln. Um, but this should make a great atmosphere. <laughs> I swore I would never return to Cologne and Carnival, but here I am. Um, no, oh, so you, you're be... going to Bochum, but you're going to still be surrounded by it. Yeah, well, I'm staying. I'm staying so... in Cologne, so I have to go back with the oh, Cologne fans. But I'm sure, they'll be right. I'm sure they'll be. I'm just going to have to probably open up a crate of Kolsch and just join them. I think just to blend in. You don't have to bring a crate of Kolsch. That will be provided. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I do remember one year carnival. Uh, a, f- a few friends of mine from Scotland came out to visit, and I, one of the few things I remember from that night was the train home where we had a cr- we had a keg of Kolsch, not like a full keg, but one of those kind of mini ones that you can get in the supermarkets in Germany. Yeah, uh, and we were just passing that around the train, taking drinks out of it. <laughs> so, hopefully, I will be repeating that on Saturday. Uh, I- I've done this trip around that time of the year uh, with Chris Williams, friend of the show and um, we were supposed to get back from Gladbach to Leverkusen somehow ended up in Düsseldorf, don't ask um, anyways 
Speaking of Leverkusen, you're also at this game, Stefan. Leverkusen against Union Berlin. Um, this I had a hard time predicting this one. I thought that Union Berlin, and we talked about this in, in the Champions League preview at recap, that uh, Union Berlin looked a lot better, and I really want them to get that first win, uh, but I just don't think it's going to happen here. They, I just watched Leverkusen against Karabach. That was that was a, a tough match for Leverkusen, but ultimately they just seem like a side that is not stoppable at the moment. So I went for a two-one uh, victory for Leverkusen. But you add this game. What do you think? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that I didn't catch the Carabag game, but it's also a much the weakened Leverkusen team with quite a few players dropped. Yeah, um, that's correct. You know, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, they but they still get the win, and that strikes me as so interesting. If I'm not mistaken, the only undefeated team in Germany or in the Bundesliga so far. I think in the top um, five leagues. Yeah, well, I guess unless Nice are Nice still winning, I, I have no idea. Um, I don't watch fringe football that much. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's like I I think I watched Union against uh, Napoli. I thought they were much better than they've been in recent weeks. Um, they look like their old selves again. They're playing a system. They look like their old selves. Fofana and Becker look like they were kind of clicking into gear. So, you know, it feels. I know we've been saying this for weeks, but it does feel like Union Berlin's form and the change in form is just around the corner. Um, but. I mean, they're coming up against the best team in Germany right now, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. And a team that don't really look like they've got any interest in slowing down. Um, so, yeah, I've gone for a 2-0 win here for Leverkusen. Um, but, you know, I think Union will, 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 will put in a decent performance. I know that's yes. not much consolation when they lose, but, you know, it's worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, I, I watched that Karabakh game and it was 0-0 zero, zero, and then in the last 10 minutes Leverkusen decided to win the game and they did. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those, you know, you could just tell like, okay, yeah, it's it's still nil-nil and we should probably just get a win here and it just won it. You know, um, yeah, it was ultimately a penalty but they had so many, they, they had so many opportunities towards the end that uh. he, you know, it was one of those where they won the penalty. Uh, through a handball, but you know, if they hadn't gotten the penalty, they would have scored through a different means. Yeah. Um, and it's just that's just how they are, um, and that makes it. I think against Union Berlin, they're just facing a team that, even if they put in a good performance, I just don't think they have the quality to do it. Um, and that's just the reality when you face um, a team that, together with Bayern Munich, is the highest scoring team in European football at the moment. So, yeah, that's why ultimately I still think that. Um, they were going to win and you know we have the same result here predicted all right um up next Werder against frankfurt what are your thoughts here stefan yeah so you know we've been talking about frankfurt quite a lot recently you did a great uh, newsletter on them this week we spoke to kevin trapp and yeah. definitely feels like a club that have kind of weathered the storm of the summer transfer window and you know they're now reaping the benefits of or reaping the rewards of just bunkering down and putting the hard work. Um, they're up to seventh. They've picked up three wins in their last five games, only lost one. Um, uh, and I think um, they're probably going to beat a Werder Bremen side that, you know, admittedly have picked up some decent results recently. You know, they got yeah. a draw against Wolfsburg. They beat Union Berlin a few weeks ago. But 
there's just something about this Frankfurt team that I think is just very, you know, if, 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 I don't want to say efficient. That feels like a cliche, but they're just very well drilled, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, I think I think they're probably going to win this. So I've gone for a two 0 win for Frankfurt. Yeah, that's exactly the result I have as well. Um, Frankfurt, of course, beat Helsinki in the return match today, right? Which means they are staying in the Conference League. Um, yeah, I've been. I mean, I've I've said this in 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 the last show um, um, that we did. Um, oh, well, I, I guess like last week's show that that I'm really impressed with what's going on in Frankfurt, and um, I I just. You know, you look at it, two go- two goals, three goals, three goals uh, in the last uh, three Bundesliga results. Um, you know, no, sorry, it's two, three, three, three. Um, so that's 11 goals over over four games. That's impressive, um, you know, considering that they don't really have a true number nine in this squad right now. They, they seem to be scoring goals. And as as Kevin Trapp pointed out in the newsletter that I wrote, um, Dino Topmüller is actually a coach that likes to score goals. Similar to previous coaches in Frankfurt, he seems to have put in the foundation first, uh, the defensive foundation, and then kind of worked his way from backwards to front, right, um, to 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 get this team going. And yeah, hugely impressed. Uh, Frankfurt is a team on the up. Going to be scary when they have a number nine. <laughs> um, and we talked about that quite a bit on the on the the transfer show. But yeah, I think Frankfurt are going to win this game two 0 all right, that brings us to the last game. Uh, this was another one where I kind of struggled. And as we were recording this, um, Freiburg are beating uh, Baka Tobola from the Czech Republic um, 2-0 in the in their Europa League game. And I think that actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, secures, pretty much secures their passage to the next round. Uh, they have four points ahead um, if everything stands as it is in, in their group uh, of third place Olympiacos, two points ahead of West Ham United. Um, and then there's Leipzig, of course, who have already secured their passage to the next round of the Champions League as well. So two teams that are, have been in action. Uh, Leipzig losing to Mainz. I think we're going to see a response here. And I think based on quality, the fact that Leipzig are at home, I, I think they're going to win this game, but it's going to be a narrow 2-1 victory for them. Yeah, I've gone for the exact same result. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think, yeah, I mean... They, they weren't exactly um, fall, flawless, uh, I guess, in the Champions League in midweek, um, you know, but I, th- I think I completely agree with you. I think we're going to see a very different team from the one that played Mainz. Um, yeah. They looked so complacent against Mainz. Um, I, I did watch that game, and I think it was the first goal went in. It was just a, it was a counter-attack for Mainz, and, you know, Simican and I can't remember who, who the other defender was, just jogging back just have absolutely no interest or just no faith that Mainz knew what they were doing and then sure enough Cross comes in loops over the two of them and then yeah. they're home and I think that summed up the game quite well actually I thought it just felt like a lot of complacency from Leipzig um, they've had issues scoring goals recently um, but you know Marco Rosa seemed to have kind of altered his formation ever so slightly uh, in midweek in Belgrade and you know has gone with Openda and Sesco up front together <laughs> and that seemed to work quite well actually you know with uh, Fosberg and Xavi Simmons behind them so I think we'll probably see something similar in this game because I would be surprised if Freiburg goes to this game thinking we have to be really frustrating we have to sit and be you know 
not so much be defensive, but we have to really frustrate Leipzig and try and pick off a result here. Um, so I would be expecting Leipzig to go in knowing that they have score goals quickly and as soon as possible. So, yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win for Leipzig, which, interestingly enough, I'm, I've, I kind of put these figures into the Bundesliga.com table predictor and it spits out a table with Leverkusen top, Bayern second, Dortmund third, and then Leipzig fourth, and, and then Stuttgart fifth and Frankfurt sixth. And I'm struggling to think of any other teams that could break that top six between now and the end of the season. It's almost what you would expect the table to look. Obviously, maybe not Leverkusen top, but... Yeah, um, could happen. Probably the top... Yeah, it could happen. Of course, it could. And all power to them if it does. Uh, yeah. But it's interesting that we're now 10... Well, you know, 11 games in. Well, yeah. we will be 11 games in by the end of the weekend. And uh, the top six is beginning to look quite familiar. Yeah, I think that is probably the top six that we're going to have. Um, at the end of the season, I, I think Frankfurt have slightly turned our opinion around, right? Um, especially if they do something smart in the winter, I think they're going to be in a really good position. Um, and you also have to keep in mind that after the winter break, there's actually more games after the winter break this year than there's before, right? Uh, so it is only one game, but that's still significant, I think. And um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that shakes out but I agree with you I think this, that is the top six um, I don't think I want to put my money down on who's going to finish where in the top six yet but <laughs> yeah. um, I think that is the six teams that are probably the six best teams in German football um, at the moment so yeah yeah well it's something that people can let us know in the comments below if they think anyone else could break into that top six yeah absolutely I mean you know, this is the the stage when when the table does see, we have we see we have enough results to sort of compute and see what's what's going on, right? And yeah. the second international break now too. Um, yeah, I think that that's always a bit of a milestone. That's always when teams get nervous with head coaches. <laughs> that second international break is always a very dangerous time for teams that are not doing well, or the head coaches of teams that are not doing well. I should say. Anyways, um, as always, the show is brought to you by Bet Online in association with Get German Football News. Stefan, safe travels. Enjoy Leverkusen. Um, Thank you. Um, stay safe during Carnival. And yeah. is, it, is it is it worth mentioning uh, that you know, as people now know, I will yeah. be on the road this weekend up until Tuesday night, actually. So. Uh, uh, we will strive to get a main show out on Monday. We're pretty confident we will, but it might but. not be the usual show. Uh, might be a patchwork of events that went on through the weekend, which might prove to be more intriguing to listen to. So do keep your eyes and ears peeled. Yeah, just exactly. Programming notes, uh, important. Also, next week is an international uh, international break, so there's not going to be a preview show, right? And um, the, Which means also the, the scheduling of the other shows will be different. Um, yeah, so just keep that in mind. Uh, we are usually a little bit all over the place during international break, also because Stefan and I take some time off, because that's the only good thing about the international break. That's <laughs> when we hibernate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, exactly. So, anyways, uh, safe travel, Stefan. Uh, we'll, we'll ch the two of us will chat. The rest of you will get to listen to us next week. Until then, auf Wiedersehen.
Ende in Sicht. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini-fridge. It's a mini-fridge. It's a mini-fridge. Yeah. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.